You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Mitch Holtis with the call, courtesy of the Chiefs Radio Network. Uh, fun to see Kansas City win that thriller of a game over the Philadelphia Eagles, 38-35 the final. Their second, as Mitch said, uh, Super Bowl title world championship uh, in the last four years. Fun to uh, think about that, remember that great game. And uh, as I was saying earlier, I've spent so much time in the state of Kansas uh, this past week. I feel like I, I could vote in the state of Kansas, but it got me thinking about our man, uh, Josh Klingler, who joins us now. Josh, sideline reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network. And Josh, welcome to you and congratulations. Did you pick up any uh, Super Bowl t-shirts while you were here because yeah, I, I, I think I, sh- yeah, I think they I passed have. them out in both Kansas and Missouri when you enter the the, the state line. So <laughs> everybody's got to have a shirt now. So yeah, I hope just you got hand one them on out. Way out. That's yeah. right. No, if somebody had handed me one, I, I would have been glad to bring it home. And uh, but I do feel like I was just kind of bombarded by chief stuff. You know, we played in in Lawrence on Saturday and then came over to Manhattan and uh, played K State last night. So we were in your fine state for uh, several days in a row, and lots of, lots of excitement, uh, understandably, about the Chiefs. Well, that's it. That's a unify that unifies those two fan bases too. Yeah. It's like you know, which one is of the hard to do, they right? Can, they can agree on, yeah. So <laughs> that and, and and Missouri, which was our our friends formerly, of course, yes. in the Big Twelve. Yeah, so there was always a lot of animosity, but we could we could pull we could pull all those together in the Kansas City Metro with the success <laughs> of the uh, the pro teams every once in a while. What's the dynamic Kansas City? You know, right on the border. Uh, you know, is is or the. The Chiefs claimed by Kansas, claimed by Missouri, claimed by both. How does that work? Yeah, it depends where you live. Uh, They're technically (laughs) in Missouri, so Missouri claims them as their own and then reluctantly allows Kansas to have a part of it. I think it's the safe safe way to go about it. I got you. there's there, there's red everywhere right now, so it doesn't. I think it doesn't really matter which side of the state line you're on. Yeah. Everybody's kind of wearing red right now. So, you know, fun. you make a really good point. It does unify uh, all those fan bases, which is not easy to do. No, not not at all. I mean, there's, there's usually a lot of uh, you know Dukes drawn up and whatever, and <laughs> you know you, you go to a parade in, in downtown Kansas City with people from all over uh, the, uh, the the Chiefs fan base, and yeah, there's not a lot of. There's not a lot of arguing over the uh, the colleges at that particular point in time, like like we spend a lot of other times doing. That's pretty fun. I uh, I actually tapped into the parade last week. Uh, I kind of stumbled upon it on the NFL Network, and then ended up watching it for several hours in my office. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> that was a big event. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. This this uh, this city has been a little bit spoiled. Uh, we had the Royals play, parade in, in 2015, and then. Um, um, 
two Chiefs parades since that time yeah. as well. And so, yeah, it gives everybody a reason to gather in what's called the uh, the Union Station area of, of Kansas City, and and it produces a nice photo. So I hope we keep doing it because it's, uh, it's been pretty fun. That is really cool. Uh, how was it for you doing your job uh, being there right in the middle of it? Well, I, I heard Mitch's final call, and um, what you didn't hear was me probably uh, high-stepping out on the field, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, screaming like a child. Sure. Uh, that, probably, that probably happened at that point in time. But, uh, no, it, 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 it was a, kind of a wild season, um, and, and just to get back again I thought was a big accomplishment, let alone to kind of win it. And this was a really focused team that, that had their sights set on – I mean, they were – they were angry about, you know, two years ago, not finishing the deal in the Super Bowl. And so you have to pinch yourself every once in a while as, as a fan of this team and say uh, what they're doing right now is pretty ridiculous. Five straight home AFC championship games, three appearances in the Super Bowl and two Super Bowl victories. Wow. I mean, in, in five years, that's a pretty ridiculous stretch. I know, you know, everybody's fighting over what, what the term dynasty is and, you know, to each their own and what they want to describe it. But this is a pretty uh, pretty special run that's underway right now that just doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. And getting past the Bengals uh, in the AFC Championship game, that was just huge, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And I think that that was, you know, they felt like that they should have been back to the to the Super Bowl last year and and that they let it get away from them against the, uh, the Bengals. So to see that team again in that same spot, I think meant a lot to uh, a lot of the returning guys. And then it didn't hurt that, uh, there was a lot of chirping coming from uh, Cincinnati the week of, which I think really kind of put it, put it over the uh, the top. I, I I will thank them. I think the the Chiefs fans will thank them for for uh, providing some bulletin board material because I don't I don't think it it uh, it necessarily uh, helped the Bengals, and I know it definitely helped the uh, the the, uh, the Chiefs that there was uh, a lot of uh, a lot of confidence coming from the Cincinnati direction before that game. Is that part of, uh, so just listening to Mitch a little bit, some other calls, it was almost like chip on our shoulder, uh, nobody believed in us, nobody thought we could do this, look what <laughs> yeah. they've done. Was there some of that? Well, it's it, and it's hard to do because uh-huh. the team has been at the top of the AFC now for, for several years, but they found a, a terrific, you know, like week in, week out way to do it. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes they're going to be heavily manufactured. Sometimes they're going to be kind of handed to you. Um, but yeah, they, they, they fuel off that stuff. And so this team, this chief's team has really done a, uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got a smile. He's got a, he's got a confidence about him and he's got a mean streak about payback. And so it's, it's, he's got a nice little edge about him in that regard. Doesn't really show it outwardly a lot. Uh, but when he does, you know, that he's, he's had some stuff in storage. And so, He's uh, he's pretty good. A number of these guys are pretty good at playing with a chip on their shoulder, even if it sometimes has to be a little bit manufactured. It wasn't like no one believed the Chiefs were going to win this sure. year. But, um, but uh, they remember the ones who said they weren't going to win, that's for sure. Pretty amazing, uh, isn't it, what Pat Mahomes has accomplished uh, at, a, at a relatively young age? Yeah, and and he's he's just the entire package as well. I mean – I uh, doing, you know, interviews all over the country, I, especially with NFL season. I said, it's not that hard. You just have to hire a, uh, you know, the best coach uh, going. And if not a top five coach all time in the NFL, um, an, an all world quarterback, yeah. and then just, uh, just nail the draft. I mean, it's really, really simple. I don't understand why, why other places can't get this thing done. Sure. But, um, when you have uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and defensive lineman, Chris Jones, who are their three best players, 
are also their three hardest workers, and uh, they're their three biggest leaders, and people gravitate towards those three, and uh, it, it makes it a lot easier where you can just say, hey, follow their lead, and that's what's happened, that uh, Mahomes is the ultimate leader, um, Kelsey and Jones are the hardest workers, and every, nobody wants to disappoint those guys, yeah. and it becomes a, a, a cycle that feeds upon itself that you know everyone wants to play for those three, and and then you're all pulling the rope in the same direction, and then you have uh, a terrific head coach in Andy Reid that's seen it all, done it all, um, and now pretty much accomplished it all. Um, and then you have a front office that's being uh, really, really productive when it comes to adding young talent. Uh, you know, the NFL's in a little bit of trouble because you're going to have to try to try to catch that, and there's no there's no signs of it slowing down, at least in the immediate future. Josh Klingler, our guest, uh, part of the Chiefs radio broadcast crew, works there in Kansas City. Tell you another uh, avenue about uh, uniting fan bases. Uh, everybody down here, not everybody, but the majority of fans here were pulling for the Chiefs because they didn't like the Eagles. It was like a vote against the Eagles to pull for <laughs> right. the Chiefs. You understand that, right? Yeah, yeah. The the, the this would probably be for the Cowboys. Yes, right. Yes. The, the Cowboys fan base not did not rooting for anything, <laughs> and it's becoming that way. Probably, I don't know how many you know AFC West people are probably rooting for the Chiefs right. in this particular game. So yeah, it, it it factors in. But I know we hear from a lot of uh, Texas folks, specifically around the Lubbock area. Yeah, um, oh, that, sure. That pay pay a heck of a lot of attention. I think there's been a lot of newly acquired uh, Chiefs fans thanks to the success of Patrick Mahomes and in Lubbock and probably other places throughout the state of Texas. Listen, I've seen enough of Pat Mahomes for a while. Let me tell you, uh, not this year, but last year's basketball game, Baylor and Tech, he was there. And this year's football game, Baylor and Tech in Lubbock, he was there. He was going into the Tech Hall of Fame, so he was at the game. So a couple of times, really two, I guess, of my last three trips to Lubbock, uh, Pat Mahomes has been in the place. Yeah, it's 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 a nice – and they uh, – and. I, not to not to say others shouldn't, but they should try it, right? Uh, yeah, Texas yeah. Tech advertises advertises in the stadium at Arrowhead. Like, oh, do they really? Like it's he's like a, a almost like a gateway to the university now too. Wow, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic in that regard. You know, not every probably alumni base has the opportunity to do that, but yeah, they they have they have a lot of advertising. I'm sure they probably like drawn that. students out of the. Kansas City Metro that yeah. wouldn't have thought of going to Texas Tech like oh Pat went there let's uh, let's see what this campus is all about so it's uh they've they've uh benefited very well from each other that's for sure I like that that's really cool well I'm watching NFL live on ESPN right now uh and Robert Griffin the third is on there we need to just get him to wear a BU uh, lapel pin or something yeah you gotta, <laughs> he's on ESPN. you gotta you gotta you gotta use those guys when you can they're right they're the right. best they're the best advocates for the university yeah right? So I mentioned this uh, first segment today, uh, a lot of Big 12 ties with Kansas City and with the Chiefs even. Pat Mahomes, Texas Tech grad, you used to work uh, you know, with KU a lot. Uh, Mitch Holdis used to be the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, Big 12, you know, really centered there in Kansas City in a lot of ways. Big 12 basketball tournament there. Um, there's a lot of connections, aren't there, between the, uh, the Big 12 and the Kansas City area and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it, it does kind of, it is the unifying team. There are a lot of teams around um, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, uh, even up to Iowa, Nebraska. Um, but they've kind of swooped and, and carried the, the professional ranks. So it's kind of a kind of a unifying team in that yeah. regard. Speaking of the Big 12, though, I mean, 
uh, two Big 12 quarterbacks in the Super yeah, Bowl as well, right. which was pretty cool because right. I know for a lot of years um, the, the the conference had big numbers right offensively, and we seemingly couldn't get a quarterback that would that would uh, appear on the bigger stages. And so to have a couple of Big 12 guys be the last two quarterbacks standing was a, a pretty neat dynamic of this game as well. Yeah, very cool. I don't know if you know – do you know the name Jason Lamb? He's he's one of the scouts for the Chiefs. I, I know a Jason Lamb, but I don't think he's a scout, but yes. Okay. Okay. He, he, is he with the Chiefs? Is that the one you know? No, one's in media, but yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Well, there's a Jason Lamb in okay. the Chiefs front office. He's a Baylor guy. He's a former Baylor football player. So okay. I, I was texting I'll with him. I'll seek him out. Yeah, uh, so look for him. He better I was be texting wearing, with him. He better be wearing that Baylor, <laughs> that BU stuff too, because, again, you got Mahomes kind of overshadowing things. So he needs to <laughs> yeah. wear yeah, his we stuff need probably some around the office. <laughs> we need some <laughs> Baylor uh, showing up there for sure. So uh, so what was the best part of all of this for you personally, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? Um, well, from a complete personal pr- perspective, this was my uh, this was my third year on the sidelines. So the first Super Bowl, I was there um, as a media member working right. um, for the for the radio station, but not part of the broadcast team. Gotcha. And so and then so I was zero for one in the Super Bowl. And this is how greedy it's gotten, John. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like silly because they just keep going back, right? You're right. So uh, my first season was the uh, the COVID year, okay. and uh, we did not travel to any road games. Um, my first road game as a sideline reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network was the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! Really? In in Tampa? Yeah. Against the Bucks, and uh, I actually even to take the story further, I was a sideline reporter who was not allowed on the sidelines due yeah. to COVID. Uh, so I was in the front row <laughs> of a stadium with a uh, cardboard cutouts and about a half a crowd. Oh, it that's wasn't crazy. quite the same. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and and the Chiefs lost, so it wasn't quite the same. So this was my first real I, I call it my first real Super Bowl. And so yeah, it was everything just the just the uh the fan bases, the 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 hype, the the game. I mean, I, if you weren't even a Chiefs or an Eagles fan and just watched a Super Bowl, great I think you got a great game. And yeah. so I thought that part of it was really was really neat too that if you could just step back and watch it as a football fan, I, I feel like it was a very entertaining game for just about everybody. Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, if you didn't have a dog in the hunt, it was just a really good game. Came down to the last second field goal, so uh, so that was a lot of fun. All right, uh, what's your off season look like? I mean, is it is it daily Chiefs all day every day, or what kind of off season do you have? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because we we do battle that a little bit in sports talk in in Kansas City because um, you try to figure out how long can you live on the Super Bowl, right? All right. And then already we're kind of turning the page to like free agency and, and the draft and the draft's going to be here in Kansas city as well uh, this upcoming year. So it's probably going to be the biggest sporting event ever in Kansas city uh, coming up for the NFL draft. And so there's a lot of eyes on that. And then, um, you know, the Royals are kind of turning things over right now. They have a brand new manager and brand new general manager, and they've kind of started anew, but, but certainly they're kind of battling for the for the headlines certainly and probably will as long as you know Patrick Mahomes and company are in yeah. the in the spotlight and they they definitely are so it's, it's a little bit of focusing ahead not as much relishing uh the title other than everybody going in and again buying t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and tumblers and uh license plate holders and whatever else says Super Bowl champs on it um but it is it is quite a bit of you know looking ahead to the uh 
to the draft, which is going to be here in KC, which yeah. is going to be a cool event. So, yeah, if anybody wants to come see a draft, come up and, and see it in, in Kansas City coming up because it's, be, uh, it's going to be a whale of an event. That'd be fun. Is it going to be out there by Union Station or where? Yeah. So if you watch the parade, right, um, right. that was that was the other kind of it, the parade. Uh, the end of the parade was basically uh, the spot where the draft is going to be. I so I right. think they, they took another kind of dry run at what that's going to uh, look like. So, yeah, there's a there's going to be a, a huge stage in front of the Union Station. And then there has a, it's a there's a big uh, grass hill that's on the other side and you're going to be able to kind of sit and take it all in. It's going to be a, a nice backdrop for the draft coming up. So that's cool. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit, and, and you know, and oh, by the way, that you know, that Big Twelve Championship tournament's so never a, a small event either, right? Coming up, that uh, <laughs> you know what, Can, Kansas City does that better than anybody. I hope it never leaves there, and uh, we're just a couple of weeks away, not far away. So I'll be up there for that, and hopefully we can run into each other then. How about that? That sounds that sounds good. I won't have to work. I'm just going to go and watch it. Oh, <laughs> how great would that be? <laughs> Especially this year. Hey, man, it's great to catch up with you. I appreciate your time. Congratulations to uh, to you and the Chiefs, and uh, maybe we'll uh, cross paths when we're there for the Big 12 tournament. Sounds good, J-Mo. Always good to catch up. Josh, appreciate it. Thanks. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network, a radio show there in Kansas City, 610 Sports, and uh, just plugged in to everything that's going on Kansas City, Big 12, all of that. So really fun to catch up with Josh. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. I've got the answer, uh, definitive answer on those HCU uniforms last night. Or were they HBU uniforms last night? We've got that when we come back. Stay with us.